What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Heartbroken Podcast. I'm Fallon. And this has been such a crazy week for me because I got the Pfizer vaccine on Monday. We've actually talked about um, vaccine arguments on the podcast. And um, it was from a pro-vaxxer and talking about her friend that wasn't into vaccines. And I thought she did a really respectful job. So if that's like an issue you've had with family members, it might be an episode to go check out. Um, You just scroll back and look for the episode with that. But... I did have the vaccine on Monday, and I don't know if I was already getting sick or what, but I'd heard from so many people, I've heard everything now, that like the second one hit you harder. Um, This one did not affect my arm at all, but man, I was down for the count for like 36 hours. I'm still super congested, so that's why I'm like, I don't even know if it's from that, you know? Um, But either way, I have my next one coming up May 2nd. I had a lot of people message and say, I've heard if you had COVID before, it hit you harder on the first one. That's possible. If I did have it, I didn't have any symptoms and did not know. I did go get a COVID test. It came back negative just to make sure I wasn't dealing with that. So it's been a really weird week where I am still congested, but I actually have my energy back. Thank goodness. Because I was, I mean, I kind of joked that it felt like someone hit all my bones with like a baseball bat because I was so weak feeling and so tired. Um, This episode I recorded at home. And man, it's such a proof to me that my internet at home is terrible uh, because I'd go to talk and I feel like she would it was almost like it was a delay to her. So I don't talk a ton in this episode and I try to edit it out a little bit. But like when I would start talking, it's like it would have this weird wonky sound to it and then go clear. So I apologize for that in advance. Um, but let's get right into today's episode. Ashley joins me today on the Heartbroken Podcast. What will we hear today with your story, Ashley? I was in a relationship, uh, it wasn't a real long relationship, but it felt like a long time. He felt like my soulmate and uh, we had this whirlwind relationship and I came home one day and found his stuff packed and he was gone and I haven't seen him since. I'm Fallon and this is the Heartbroken Podcast. Everyone has experienced heartbreak in their life, some more than others. Often, we feel like we're bothering our family or friends when we talk about it. I started this podcast to help those going through heartbreak share their stories. Sometimes it's easier to share with someone they don't know. I hope it's somewhat therapeutic for them. Maybe it gives them some closure. And to those listening, I hope it helps you feel less alone. Thank you for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast. Let's start from the beginning, Ashley, because you said it wasn't that long of a relationship, but it felt very long. So tell us how you met and, and, and more about your relationship. 
Yeah, I uh, I met him on a ski trip. He actually worked with my cousin, and she had planned a ski snowboard trip up in Michigan a couple years ago. And so we, I invited myself. I was like, oh, I want to go. That sounds like a lot of fun. So I went, and she had told me about this guy that she had worked with. He is a traveler for his job. He works in healthcare. So he's really not originally from Minnesota. He's originally from Connecticut, but he's been doing different travel okay. uh, contracts. So he, she's like, oh, I'd want you to meet him. Like, he's a really nice guy. You guys have like so much in common. You have like the same personality. Like, I think you guys would be cute together. And I really was kind of reluctant because I had about nine months before I was getting deployed overseas. So I was like, I don't really want to start a relationship right away Mm -hmm. or with somebody that I don't really know, like where could this possibly go and like to have to wait for a period of time while I'm gone. Like I just didn't see the sense of starting a new relationship. And yep. I Yeah. So I, um, I went, we we met at the the ski trip and we started hanging out and it was like an instant connection. He, um, I mean, he was the sweetest guy. He said all the right things, did all the right things. And again, um, I was very honest with him. I told him I was getting deployed and I don't really know exactly where this relationship is going to go. I don't want to like set myself up for a heartbreak, you know, in the future, nor would I want him to. And I would hate for him to stay in Minnesota if that wasn't necessarily his plan for his life. But he insisted like, you know, I'm going to take contracts while you're gone in Minnesota. I'm going to be here, this, that and the other. So like our relationship probably went from like zero to a hundred right away. So with that. Oh, yeah. The fact yeah. that you guys met and connected and then he immediately is like, I'm going to just stay in Minnesota for someone I've known for a day or two. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Fast. yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know, maybe you, you, he, he tells me all the things I want to hear and I'm like, you know, totally smitten. And I'm like, wow, you know, maybe if, if what he says is true, maybe I, you know, like we talked about it. We had long talks of like what his expectations were, my, what my expectations were. And we never, um, we never really hesitated. We just kind of went for it and we're like, well, what do we have to lose? You know? So he, okay. um, he lived downtown St. Paul at the time that I met him and he ended up moving in with me. Uh, I would say, Uh, about four or five months after we started dating which I know is probably like not the most ideal thing but it was just it's hard to explain to somebody who like sees from the outside like I said we were just like we were I felt like we were soulmates and like I felt he was my soulmate he felt that I was his like it we just had such a strong connection and Uh um It was right before he moved in. I actually flew out with him to Connecticut to meet his family. And we had talked about getting married and doing that whole thing. And he got me a ring, of course, which was like a total surprise. But it it meant something to me because I was like, wow, maybe he's serious. Like maybe he's legit and he really wants to be here and be with me. But um, so we did that. And then you know, leading up to the point where I was getting deployed. Um, every, like I said, everything was great. There was no red flags. There was no 
Um, we never fought. We never had a, a fight that entire nine months. And then um, also I flew to Florida right before I left to meet his mom because his mom lives in Florida. So like I, I, I instantly felt connected to his family, his friends, like we hit it off great. Like it, it almost felt like I knew him for years, which is weird. But yeah, that's just like the, the feeling that we had in our relationship. And he got along. You have that with some people. Yeah. He, um, he got along great with my family. My parents like adored him. They loved him. They, you know, they would do anything to help him. Um, as I was leaving, we had a conversation about how, you know, he was going to take over my house and, um, you know, help around. Cause I have animals like rabbits and chickens and stuff. And he was like, I want to do this for you. Like, I want to be, I want to here to take care of your stuff. So I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, what a nice guy. Um, so in July before I left, he told me he wanted to get a dog. And I was very reluctant again with that because I, as much as I love dogs, I have a very busy lifestyle. So the last thing I want to do is bring a dog into my life where I'm not giving mm-hmm. it the attention it needs. So of course, we went to the Humane Society and I'm like, oh, if I go there, I'm going to probably get a dog because how can you say no? And so we ended up getting a dog and she was like the perfect dog. She's well-trained. Um, she's a little older, but he wanted her while I was gone. So it gave him something to almost um, ground him or for him to come home to or, you know, that kind of thing, like a companion to kind of keep him out of trouble, I guess mm-hmm. is what he told me. So of course I, I agree. And I'm like, yeah, that seems great. Like, wow, sure. Let's get a dog. And so we got the dog and everything was great. I only was with the dog probably two or three months. So I wasn't emotionally really connected to the dog, but I mean, I feel like I emotionally connect to any animal regardless right away. So um, yeah, so I am. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, everything was great. Like I said, leading up to this, like this nine months prior to me leaving, it was probably the most magical relationship I have ever experienced. And it just felt real. It was just super amazing. He made me so comfortable leaving. He put my heart at ease by leaving everything that I know for a year and knowing that he's going to be there for me every step of the way. And um, so I left in October of 2019 and had to do a couple months down in Texas. So we we're still in the same country, which was easy to talk to. We talked every day on the phone. He was always there, always texted me back. There was nothing that I ever really felt questionable about. Um, so he really made it easy to be gone. And I came home for a four-day pass, probably around Thanksgiving. And everything was as it should be with the dog and, you know, the boyfriend and, you know, seeing my family. Everybody's happy. We're, you know, connected. Yeah, so... Now, now it's my time to leave to go overseas. And of course, you know, it's always a little difficult in transition when you're in a new country, you know, there's an eight hour time zone difference. So we kind of, it took us a little bit to get a routine or like a schedule down to be able to talk or FaceTime. 
that kind of thing. And, um, mm-hmm. but we did it. Uh, I would say, so it was, this time was probably 2020 by now, January, February timeframe. He started to um, have a, like a couple gals would come over to my house and like, you know, he works, like I said, in healthcare. So I get it. It's a predominantly, you know, female industry. So, you know, if he doesn't have many friends here because he's out of state, like I'm not one to question his character or his motives in these situations. So he, I mean, he made me feel comfortable and I didn't ever think that anything was happening or anything. Well, he told you that he was bringing them to the house? Yeah. Like he would say, my friend so-and-so is going to come over. We're going to have a drink or we're going to, you know, watch TV, you know. And I mean, I suppose like looking back, it's probably something that I shouldn't have felt comfortable with, but I did because I think it was just the fact that he was, you know, presenting it to me in a, a friendship manner, like they're just friends or, you know, he was honest with me about it. And the entire time that, you know, the let's say whoever was here was here he would text me or call me like I he I never felt like I was a secret in his life or that he was keeping secrets from me if that makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah so uh so that kind of happened a little more and more throughout the a couple months and it was May of 2020 my parents they don't live very far from me so I kind of asked them to you know, come over, just kind of check in every now and then see how everything's going, if he needs help with anything. And I decided to take on this project where I was gonna, like, redo a lot of things in my house construction wise while I was gone. So my parents were there, like kind of overseeing the projects. And it didn't really dawn on me until he had told me that he didn't like my parents coming over all the time because it was like interrupting his personal space. And I, I didn't really, you know, I kind of sided with him on it because I was like, well, yeah, I guess I get it. Like I wouldn't want people coming over all the time, you know, on my time off doing this or doing that. But then I would ask like it really shouldn't be that big of a deal because if you want to make a life with me and we're creating this space together you should feel excited and you want to be part of it but he just didn't want anything to do with it and him and my parents had a huge falling out during this time which was pretty surprising and I was like stuck in the middle because I didn't know should I take my parents side are they telling me the truth is he telling me the truth like what's really happening and he decided at that point he was gonna pack up his stuff and move out until I had gotten home and I I was like well please don't do that like I don't understand if this is between you and my parents and my parents say that they won't come over anymore out of respect for me and my relationship why would you do that and he said he's going to take yeah. the dog. I'm never going to see the dog again. And got kind of like nasty. And of course, I'm distraught because I'm overseas. I don't know what's happening. I can't control anything. So I just kind of like had to let it be. My It was a couple of days. It was probably actually about a week. And he finally had contacted me back. 
and said, look, here's the deal. I'm not moving out. I love you. I'm going to make this work with you. I just want you to know I don't want anything to do with your parents. And I am huge on families. So like as much as it hurt me to like, like agree with that, I was I knew in my head once I get home, things will probably go back to normal. But I just like yeah. agreed and I'm like, okay, I understand. And, you know, he said, I want your family to be separate from our relationship and this, that, and the other. And I, I like I said, I agreed. I said, okay, um, we'll, we'll fix it when I get home. And from that point on, it was like, great. Like our, we kind of forgave each other. We let it go. He was back to being the same person that I met, super sweet, genuine, there for me, you know, as much as they can be for being across the world. So finally, it's my time to come home and we're both super excited. We had planned on taking a month off. He had taken a month off between his contracts and I had some time off before I went back to my job and we were just going to do a huge road trip, just me, him and the dog. And so... I was really excited to plan it. Of course, during um, this time, COVID hit. So we had to quarantine for a few extra weeks than we anticipated. So I was like, perfect. Let's take this opportunity to plan our trip. So he kind of was, I would say, hesitant on where I would say, let's go here or do you want to do this? And I felt like he wasn't really into the trip, which kind of like threw me off a little bit because this is like the one thing we talked about, like leading up to me coming home. And Uh so he, five days before I came home, um, he had told me that uh, he had to tell me something and that it's just been weighing on him. And I'm like, Oh, sure. Well, what's going on? And he had told me that he had been, or he had slept with another person while I was gone And like, of course, that just like made me sick to my stomach because I, I mean, how how does one person process that being far away? Were you physically with him when he told you this or were you, was this over the phone? This was over the phone. So yeah, this was definitely over the phone. And he told, he, I guess I didn't really ask him for details because I, I didn't want to know the details, but he said that it was just one person a few times and he did it back in May when he had that big falling out with my parents. And I guess like looking back, it makes sense. But now like in my head, I'm like, well, were there more people? Was it, did they come to my house? Did, you know, of course my brain spirals, but I have oh, yeah. this, like, I have, sounds stupid, but I have to trust him, you know, like if this is what he's telling me, he was honest enough to tell me up front, I have to believe him. Did you forgive him immediately? No, I sat on it for about a day and um, just kind of reflected on everything with kind of by myself. I didn't want to like tell any family or friends because, you know, of course they're going to be like, don't forgive him. Like that's terrible. And, you know, if I made the choice to forgive him, I just don't want that negative effect on our relationship. I chose Mm -hmm. to forgive him. I think because I was gone and I wasn't like, actively at home where I feel like it maybe would have been a little different. Um, But yeah, I chose to forgive him. And um, again, we're back to square one where everything is perfect and he's the sweetest guy and this, that, and the other. Um, Yeah. So uh, fast forward a couple weeks, we went on our trip 
Um, like I said, I didn't really ask him a lot of details in regards to this affair that he had, because I feel like the more I would know about it, the more I would just keep it in my mind and it would just fester. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of like, I forgot about it, honestly. Like I just kind of let it go and it didn't, I didn't let it affect our current relationship and like rebuilding after coming home and creating our relationship again, how it used to, and all the things we had looked forward to. We went on our trip and it was amazing. It was perfect. Anything that anybody would expect it to be. Um, After Thanksgiving is when I truly noticed a little bit of a change in his behavior. I didn't, I wouldn't say it was like drastic, but I went back to work. I worked from home. So I had all the time to do all the household chores, cook dinner, do all the, you know, domesticated type things. Whereas, you know, he uh-huh. worked 12 hours a day, three days a week. You know, I wouldn't expect him to do stuff on his work days. You know, like I get he wanted to come home and relax or whatever. Yeah. But it got to the point where, you know, he spent um, his four days off, like he wouldn't do anything. Like he would you know, kind of mope around, didn't really, you know, want to take care of the dog and didn't really have a lot of motivation to, you know, do anything like exciting or go anywhere. And he had purchased this computer. Um, I think it was like maybe like right after Black Friday. And he was so pumped about it. And, you know, I'm a very, I support everything he did. Like, throughout our whole relationship. Like, you know, if you love it and you're happy with it, great. Like I'm happy. You're happy. But like it got to the point where on his days off, like he was spending so much time playing call of duty. And I know this sounds stupid, but a lot of people that I talk to say that it is a highly addicting game. I've had friends who wake up and their husband, they're like playing it in the middle of the night. Cause they, it's very, I've heard it's very addictive. Yes. And um, he'd always told me um, that he only does it because that's his way of communicating with his friends back at home, which I can understand for like maybe a couple hours during the day or in the evening. But when you're on it for 12 to 14 hours a day and you're not even like thinking about anything else, like, I don't know, there's a problem there. And I never Mm -hmm. really said anything because it, you know, do I say something like the first week that I had noticed this behavior? Do I wait a couple weeks? Like, you know, I'm like, I'm just trying to feel out the whole situation and see like, maybe he's just having an, an off week or something. But he, he had told me that he like misses his mom and his dad and his family. So of course, I'm like the first person to be like, why don't you fly down and see your mom? Like, you have four day weeks, weekends, all the time, like go, I'll stay home. And you know, take care of everything, go see your mom. And it would be like, no, no, I don't want to, or no, like just kind of like would just blow it off. So I'm like, well, if you're, I don't know. It was just kind of odd that he would complain about something, but never did anything to fix it. So he purchased my Christmas present, which was a puppy. And I was like, so excited about it. And so um, happy because we had talked about getting another dog and I said well let's get one while I work from home so I can train it you know before I have to go back to work so he uh-huh. surprised me and we we were kind of doing that whole thing and he was kind of excited about that came, that gave him a little bit of joy there but 
his joy for things lasts maybe like a couple days and then he kind of goes right back into like this mopey attitude. Do you feel like he was going through like a depression or something? I think so. Like I, because he would just always be like, wake up at 530 with the puppy and then jump on the computer. And then he wouldn't do anything besides sit on the computer. And then like he would barely even eat. Like I would make dinner and he would kind of get mad at me when I'm like, hey, you know, time to eat. And he would say like, oh, one more game. And my thing is, is like, okay, well, if you're just starting a new game, you can pause. This would be the pausing point. Like come eat dinner. I made, mm-hmm. I spent my time and money. Like, and he would just like, treat me like I'm trying to be his mom and I'm like that is not at all what I'm trying to do like I'm just trying to have a relationship with you and have dinner not be Mm -hmm. blown off by a computer game yep so so yeah you're the one making me your mom like one more game please yes and so, (laughs) so um yeah so like that kind of like progressed more and more and more and he I want to say he lost like 20 pounds like he just looked like garbage and I mean I don't want to say that to talk bad about him or anything but I mean I noticed that there was a huge change in his physical appearance where you know he wasn't getting enough sleep and he was constantly sitting on the computer and just he he just looked really run down and um so we had plans to go to my cousin's house um he wasn't like a big event planner per se in our relationship because I'm obviously the one with the kids and or not the kids but with the friends and um, whatnot so I kind of planned most of our events so he had um, we, we planned on going to my cousin's house and we we're just going to have like a board game night uh, it was a Saturday I believe and he had told me that morning when I had mentioned that we're going over to my cousin's he said oh well I don't know if I want to go. So at that point I knew, okay, obviously he doesn't want to go. And so I was making cookies or whatever for, for, to go to my cousins. And he tells me, you know, I just want to, I think I'm just going to stay home and play games with the boys. And I, I said, okay. Um, well, I already kind of told my cousin that you weren't interested in coming. So that's fine. But, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really remember what I said, but I just kind of like maybe was quiet and he kept asking me if I'm mad. Like, are you mad? Are you upset? Are you going to be mad? Just tell him I had a root canal the day before. They'll understand. And I was like, I'm not going to lie to my friends about this. Like, if you want to stay home, stay home. No big deal. He mm-hmm. he kept asking me if I was mad. And um, I finally said, well, I'm not mad. I'm frustrated because I generally feel that you're choosing to play your computer game over our relationship. And the past couple of weeks, it's just been kind of bothering me that you can't even like feed the dogs or you can't make a dinner or you can't do a load of laundry between your games. And I'm over here doing everything. And it, I just... I said, I don't care if you stay home, if that's what you want to do. But, you know, moving forward, I would like you to be a little bit more mindful of the time you spend on your computer. And he kind of got real quiet and said, like, randomly, he just said, I don't have to live this way. 
And I said, well, (laughs) what? What does that mean? And uh, he said, I just don't have to live this way. Uh, When do you want me to leave? And I said, I never said for you to leave. Like, I... I, I don't know. I don't understand what you're saying to me, but okay, I'm going to go to my cousin's house and give you the night to cool off and I will um, talk to you tomorrow. And so I spent the night there and I, he had texted me that next morning and asked me what time I was going to be home. I didn't respond to him because my phone was dead. So obviously I didn't give him a time, but when I did get home, I found that he had packed half of his things and had left and of course like any right-minded girlfriend is gonna call their boyfriend and be like what the heck like what what is going on like I'm not saying he packed like he packed the important things for himself like his xbox his uh playstation his computer um he had purchased a lot of uh guns that he that was kind of like his hobby like he'd like to go shooting and you know, so he packed all of the important things in his clothes, but left everything else. So I'm like, are you um, moving out? Are I mean, what is, what's happening? And he said that he'll come by and get his, the rest of his things that weekend and that um, he's no longer interested in our relationship and he's moving uh, home to live with his mom. And that he needs to get his life together. And I'm the whole time I'm like, no, you're coming to get your stuff now like this, because I just kind of knew his character where he he kind of lives like a gypsy where, you know, if he's not really emotionally connected to a lot of things, I would say so I'm like, I'm not going to clean up the rest of your stuff. This is, should not be my problem to deal with. And he so he left the dogs. And like, he had told me so there was like obviously a lot of like back and forth conversations after he had packed his stuff and left um, about like the direction of where this is going. And I, you know, I did everything. I gave him his space. I let him try to come to me. I, you know, I begged for him. I pleaded for him. Like, I I mean, I was so in love with this guy and so blindsided that I, I didn't even know how to handle it. I, you know, after everything that he put me through, like I forgave him, I stood by him for everything. I just, I, I was so dumbfounded about it. Yeah. And he, so I'm sorry, go ahead. I wanted to ask you, I mean, no, no, Ashley, it's like the during, like, because until the very end there, when you kind of mentioned that you were like, you know, you need to change some things. I was going to ask you, did you ever, cause it seemed like you, you kind of consistently let things glaze over. Like you just kind of would be like, all right, this is how he is. I don't like it, but like you didn't want to start an argument with him and it's like there was no arguing even at the end that doesn't seem like a big argument it was kind of more like you need to get your stuff together I'm going to go to my cousins and give you some space and so there it's I almost feel like there was no lead up of build up or arguing or something so I can imagine how that would be like wait what so we're just done even though there was like no fighting or anything to take place first Yeah, there was nothing like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, there was no buildup. There was no, um, there was no dialogue to the situation. It was me telling him how I feel and then him almost choosing a video game over the relationship and the life that we created. And I, 
And it's just so disheartening because I'm like, what? Like, it just really makes you feel like so low about yourself. <laughs> and I have to thank my support system throughout this whole process who had been there for me and stood by me and listened to me cry and listened to me, you know, weep about it. And, you know, obviously it's been a couple months now where I'm finally realizing like the narcissistic aspects of his personality that I, of course, when you're in the relationship, you don't know, or you can't see, and maybe some like red flags that I should have caught, but I didn't. And, um, yeah. Those that you now notice that you caught other than the video games. Right. Yeah. Other, like other than like the video games or just kind of like his certain personality traits, I would say that I should have been more, um, strong with, I guess, in regards to like bringing it to his attention and how it made me feel. And I don't know, like looking back, I I feel like he generally checked out of the relationship probably about the beginning of December is when I noticed that, okay, obviously like during that time, I didn't notice because I thought, oh, everything's fine. You know, maybe we're just kind of falling back into our stagnant type relationship um, and things are fine. But yeah, looking back, I am like, okay, I can see that. I can understand this now, now that my head's clear. And yeah, after he had left, he got, he, he got nasty. He got mean. He would call me names. Like he threatened to call the cops on me because I wasn't going to give him the dogs. And I said, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't give you the dogs when you're living in a hotel for God knows how long and wherever you're going to go after that, I don't like, no, you don't get, you abandoned them. You don't get this. This is, I don't owe you anything. And like, yeah. he, he just like, he blocked me on Facebook. He blocked me on every social media aspect. Just, just almost like ghosted me. It was so weird. It was, it was weird that he would treat me like garbage when I didn't do anything wrong and I had to constantly tell myself, yeah. this is not my fault. This is not my fault. I didn't do anything. But I was going to ask you, Ashley, do you do you think, because I'm sure you've now like, because there was no like real reason he gave you other than I need to get myself together. I'm the kind of person, I don't know if you're like me, that starts thinking of everything. So I would be like, was he still seeing that girl he cheated on me with this whole time? Um, did he meet someone? Because you hear about people meeting people on those video games too. Yeah. Did any of this stuff cross your mind? Do you think that he was cheating on you? No, it didn't cross my mind at all. Of course, like my friends and family would bring it to my attention. Like maybe that, you know, there's another girl. But I'm like, there was no unaccounted for time for him. So it's not like he left the house and he was gone for hours and I didn't know where he was. And like he'd everything, all of his timelines always added up. So that was never a question. Um, he played video games right in the living room. So I can see exactly who he's playing with and, you know, hear who, who he's talking to, which, is, which was his friends. So like, it never really crossed my mind. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So have you seen him since then? Like, have you guys even physically seen each other or no. he just blocked from everything and never came and got the rest of his stuff? He came and got the rest of his stuff about a week after and that was the last time I seen him he has reached out to me a few times to see if he could possibly see the dogs and I well this is really weird because I had because he's still friends with my cousin and a, a lot of my friends and family on social media and 
he, after this contract ended, he ended up going to Florida. And I'm like, well, I don't understand how he's going to do it. He has two cars. He has a lot of like possessions that he's going to have to figure out. And I don't think he's going to be able to do that in like a week. So, and his mail, like his bills are still coming here. And I have asked him like, do you want me to forward them to your moms or whatever? And he's like, no, I'm all set. Thanks. So obviously he's not getting his stuff together. He's not creating, like he's not being an adult, but my, so he was in Florida, but then it was a couple days ago, maybe like a week ago. Um, a friend of mine had reached out and sent uh, screenshots to my cousin of his online dating profile where he's now located in Minnesota again. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So obviously he came back to Minnesota. He's living here. I don't know where. I haven't reached out to him to ask. I I really don't want anything to do with him. And I, it's just, I don't know what's going on in his head or why he decided to leave or what made him decide to leave because he really threw away a lot of a good potential relationship and the dogs. Like, how do you abandon dogs? Like, I don't know. I was going to ask, how are you doing? Because you seem, I mean, you seem very strong about it. You seem like almost like matter, like factual, like here's what happened. Almost like it feels like you're almost still in shock or maybe you've now been able to be like, okay, this was ridiculous. And you've been able to kind of emotionally remove yourself from it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm doing a lot better. I've, um, it really took a, a long time. Like I was, I would sit in my house and just cry and cry and cry because everything around me being stuck at home, working from home just reminded me of him. And the dogs like crying out for him, like every car that would come down the road, like they'd look and they'd cry like that broke my heart. You know, they, they were connected to him. So it took a good three to four weeks for me to finally like pull myself together and be like, why does he have this hold over me still? Like, I can't, like, I am a bigger person. I need to get myself together emotionally and be strong because this guy clearly is not the one that I should be with. Like, and he's not the one for me if he can't even take a slight bit of criticism and work on it to make our relationship better. I think that he's kind of the person that um, maybe gets everything handed to him or everything has to go his way. And he has no, he doesn't even question it. He'll just bounce. Like he'll just take off and leave because he's not, he has no roots anywhere. And um, I should have known that. I should have recognized it, but yeah, I'm doing good. I think one of the signs, well, good. I I feel like one of the signs even early on, and you know this, you said you're, you're such a family person, but I always think that when someone comes into your life and all of a sudden you, they don't want you to be around your family or even certain friends, that's always one of the biggest signs because you know your parents, you know what kind of people they are. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, you're not going to remove your parents from your life when they're such a huge part of it. Like that feels like a him problem and not a your parents problem. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it, it definitely, a lot of it was a him problem and not mine, but you know, of course, when it happens, like I go through everything, like, how can I change? What can I do? Like, like, I don't care. You can play video games all day long. Like, I, I think the aspect that I couldn't understand was why are you leaving 
instead of working it out with me. Like this should be a simple adult conversation that could be had and we would both be, you know, moving on and continuing our relationship. But instead he just decided to pack his stuff and leave. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't happy, but I, I think at the end of the day, I think he wasn't happy with himself. I don't think it was anything mm-hmm. to do with me or my life or anything like that. But I don't know. I can't really speak for no, him. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, Ashley, it sounds like that's, he sounds like he, he, the way you describe it, it does sound like he was like a depressed or going through depression of some sort. And that's definitely something he has to figure out. I mean, like you can't fix that for him. It sounds like you were there allowing him to like kind of figure things out and be supportive and yeah, you want to be with someone who wants to spend time with you, at least can take a pause on their video game to come eat dinner that you made for them with you. Right, exactly. And I mean, I hope he does figure it out. It's unfortunate that I, you know, like I said, I I truly thought he was my soulmate and we were like the same person and just like meant to be. And I, I don't want to see him unhappy. I don't want to know that he's, you know, miserable or whatever, but um, yeah, I, it's just, yeah, it was just a huge shock. Cause it, yeah, like you said, I, I, I'm, maybe I'm still shocked by it because I just find it such a, a weird story, like something you can't even like make up, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just so weird. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ashley, I want to thank you for sharing the story. I'm glad that you're, um, you know, figuring out that it had nothing to do with you because it really sounds like it didn't and that you can, you know, move forward and find someone that shows you the respect and values you in the way that you deserve. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a tough couple Mm -hmm. months, but, you know, I finally kind of seen the light and realizing all the, the good things that are to come instead of like reflecting on the bad yeah well ashley thank you so much for sharing your story today and thank you for listening to the heartbroken podcast thank you